Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. We uh, we are back in the hour. Second hour, as a matter of fact. Got Tony, Joy, Roger, Buck. I want to say hi to everybody that are following us on Twitter. And to everybody over on the, the live stream as well. Um... Scott says, I wonder if McAfee got booted off of YouTube. No, I don't think so. Um, I, I think he was on vacation. So I don't think there was a show. Uh, but I don't know. Why do you ask? Is he just not there or something? Um, John wants to know if anybody's doing fantasy baseball. I, You know what? Unless you do like a DraftKings or something like that, um, the... Fantasy baseball is is that's a very time consuming thing. You got to be like hardcore into it, big time. Speaking of baseball today, your starting lineup today for the Brewers. Yelich is back in the lineup. He's DHing. Uh, Adamas, Telez, Contreras, Naquin, Anderson, Toro, Bolt, Perkins, and Corbin Burns on the hill as they take on the Texas Rangers today. Just an FYI, came out a little while ago. Yelich, Adamas, Telez. Contreras, Naquin, Anderson, Toro, Bolt, Perkins, Corbin Burns, Hurley. There you go. Throw it out there. Um, let's see here. Um, they, apparently, uh, McAfee was on Monday and Tuesday, but then scheduled off again on Wednesday for some top-secret reason. Now the show is not starting today. Okay. Don't know. Don't know. Maybe maybe some they're they're buying up something or something. Who knows? Maybe they're buying their own network. Who knows? He's making a ton of money. I tell you what, when we went to the Super Bowl the last couple of years, you the the biggest set, well, I take that back. His set last year was the biggest. This year it was uh, now he's with FanDuel. FanDuel bought the McAfee show, and that's a big set. This year, DraftKings went even bigger. I mean, <laughs> DraftKings had like jumbotrons around the top of theirs, man. It was massive, a massive display at Super Bowl. Massive display at Super Bowl. And because Caesars, who has more money than God, their, they thought their display was going to be the biggest. We were talking to some of the Caesars people, and they said, oh, yeah, we've got this, and we've got couches, and we've got lighting, and we've got these signs. And and then DraftKings Kings walked into everybody and went, hold my beer. <laughs> hold my beer, hold my junk, hold my wife. Doesn't matter. Here, hold, hold all this because you guys suck. DraftKings blew it up. I mean, they made – NBC was smaller than DraftKings. CBS was smaller than DraftKings. Um, Fox was smaller than DraftKings. DraftKings came in and just said, hold this. We'll talk to you later. I mean, they ate it up. But uh, but FanDuel is the one I believe that uh, FanDuel has has uh, McAfee. So maybe they're doing another deal. Who knows? Maybe they got something else going on. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Marcus. Marcus says, uh, hey, unit. Uh, as much as the Rodgers talk does intrigue me, it becomes tiresome at times. Uh, give me your thoughts as to who the Bucks are going to face in the NBA Finals. Uh, I find this Bucks team to be deep 
and very competitive, and now they have the junkyard dog back in Crowder. Your thoughts? Um, boy, that's a that's a great question. You, you could pro- like last night. Kevin Durant made his debut for the Suns, and the Suns are going for it. I mean, there's an expectation. We were out in Phoenix when that deal went down, and that was the that was the here we come moment. Um, boy, that's so. That's a great question. I you'd almost have to look. You'd almost have to look at the Suns as the up and comer, you know. Um, boy, I, I Denver could be a representative. Um, certainly. I mean, obviously, with the season they're having, don't get me wrong. But I, man, that's a. We we all know it's the Bucks and the Celtics. The, those two are most likely going to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then, you know, I, I'll say this, though. John Morant has the Grizzlies playing. I mean, when John Morant is on, there's not many people that can stop the guy. It's what you what you do is you look at John Morant and say, go get your 40 or whatever, and then you just hope to hold everybody else down, you know? I don't think Sacramento has enough, even though they're sitting right there. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're third right now. But I think Phoenix is going to be the up. If if Kevin Durant remains healthy, which is the biggest if it, there is, that's it. Um, Andrew says uh, injuries are going to probably play a big part with the Bucks. It always does. Uh, the Bucks are getting hot at the right time right now, man. The Bucks are getting hot at the right time. And I don't even want to say at the right time. I mean, God, you know, they've had some guys that have been down. Even Giannis missed some time, and they were still winning. They've won 16 straight. I mean, you can't look at the Bucks and go, well, maybe. No, you can't. Boston's playing some really good ball right now. Don't get me wrong. Boston's still only, what, a half game behind the Bucks, I think. But if I had to, if I had to, I don't think, uh, and I know Mark just says, what about Philadelphia and Joel Embiid? I, I don't think they have enough in Philadelphia. I just don't. Cleveland, no. The Knicks, no. The Nets, no. Even with their additions, um, no. Macau Bridges and such, I really like his play. But I just don't think they have enough. I agree with you, Scott. Drew Holiday's been been a beast. He's just, whatever whatever other gear he's hit, he's hit, man. And it seems like there's just a different energy on this club right now. But I'd probably say... If I had to pick it today, I'd say it comes down between, if healthy, Phoenix and Memphis, the winner of that contest then ends up representing the West. So if one of those two teams, most likely, and then it's probably going to be the Bucks, in, in my opinion. So that's just uh, that's just my thought. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Bart uh, over on Twitter says it now it is now time for Jordan Love. He needs to play. I hope 60% of you is wrong. And I put it out there because somebody was asking me over on Twitter, and that's the reason I did it. You know, why are you not telling us what you think? And I'm, I'm like, you obviously don't listen to the show because I tell you every day what I think. But uh, I said, for the record, I said 60-plus percent of me says Rodgers comes back and plays for the Packers. That's not an emphatic stamp. 
by saying, you know, hey, 110%, you know, he's playing for the Packers. I'm just saying 60% of me says it, it still gives you, what, 30%, 40% that says he, he plays somewhere else. I believe he's coming back. I'm, I'm probably almost 100% sure he's coming back unless spite plays into this in some way, shape, or form. That's just my thought. Um, but that's, that's what I feel, you know, uh, Adam says maybe Pat McAfee is in court with Brett Favre. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Uh, McAfee actually posted, did you see he posted the actual court documents and the, and the complaint? He posted that. Uh, he, he tweeted it out and said, here it is. It's official and posted it. Now, maybe there was something there. I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to speculate because that's a whole that's a whole other deal, you know? I don't want to speculate on that. I don't know what McAfee is or isn't doing, so I, I don't want to it wouldn't it wouldn't be fair of me to speculate, I guess might be the best way to put it. Um ESPN Steve says the longer uh, Derek Carr takes he is taking a chance that his contract then goes down. Um, well, let's see here because he had a really good inter- he had a really good interview, I guess, with um, New Orleans. Uh, obviously, the Jets they really thought that uh, what he had to say to them was solid, so he had a good meeting with the Jets. Um, I don't know where else he was going. I don't know who else was on his docket. Um. But he, obviously he's not going to – I mean, he could end up in San Francisco for all we know. You know? But I, I'm, I don't think Derek Carr is, is worried too much because there's going to be a market for him. You just – it depends on what the rumors are coming out, of, coming out of Las Vegas, you know? Are the rumors that you were just not a great quarterback? Are the rumors that you were as you know, dumb as a dull knife? That you couldn't just absorb whatever kind of complicated offense Josh McDaniel was throwing out there. Whatever whatever that that rumor mill generated, eventually teams are going to figure it out. Derek Carr, I mean, you know, nobody in that locker room thought Derek Carr was not a leader. Um, I mean, they they even said that he kind of took uh took some of the the brunt of the heat when he didn't have to, and other guys did. Other guys should have. So I, I don't I don't know what that I think it was just more a, a rift between the head coach and Derek Carr that became more evident. Even though Carr stuck up for the head coach, and let's be honest, I mean Carr has had not gigantic success but mild success as a quarterback. Josh McDaniel has had zero success as a head coach. I I I would if I had to lay blame at the feet somewhere, I think Mark Davis screwed up. I think he hired Josh McDaniel thinking that Josh McDaniel was Bill Belichick, and he's not. I think Josh McDaniel, when you when you become the head coach, it is a drastically different world than being an offensive coordinator. It just is. And I think that unless you have really, really, really strong defensive people around you, that you do not have to worry at all about your defense. You don't have to sit in on any of those meetings. You don't have to worry about that personnel. None of that that it is very difficult for a guy who's had consistent failure in the NFL as a head coach. Uh, And granted, he was in Denver and then took Indianapolis to the altar and screwed them. And he has shown to have um, the inability to really be that leader. 
Um, man, I I would say I'd lay the blame at the feet of Josh McDaniel more than I would Derek Carr. But they they wanted Carr out, so that's the way it all all played out. Um, this is uh, from team who says I'd uh, be afraid a little bit of Detroit and their growing D. Uh, Detroit, all they need is a better secondary. They got a pretty good rush up front. They play with a lot of tenacity. They got better as the second half of the season went on. And I'll tell you this, for a team that had nothing to play for except pride and animosity with a chip on their shoulder, they they whooped up on the Packers. Um, Packers offensively didn't do much of anything. And it became very evident that they were just going to say, hey, we're not going to let you get over the top with Christian Watson. Everything else you do, we're going to stop. And they did. And they did. And it was the same recipe that – that uh, the New York Jets laid out when the Jets said, hey, with Quinn and Williams and company, when they said, hey, we're just we're going to whoop your ass up front. There's not a damn thing you can do about it. And that's what they did. You know, I that that game wasn't lost by the defense when when you consistently, you know, when you need big plays and big drives to give your defense a little bit of a breather and offensively, you can't do it for whatever reason. Um, yeah, it that. I, I looked directly at coaching on both sides of the football in that game against Detroit. And that team came out about as flat as flat can be. About as flat as flat can be. Uh, Jim says, when the train left the station with Favre, McCarthy said if Brett wanted to come back, that it was going to be an open competition for the starting, uh, starting job. I'm guessing that if they thought love was that good, they would offer the same thing to Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Yep. I would agree with that. If love was under the same curtain, so to speak, as Rogers was back then, uh, even Favre knew that Rogers was that good. The world hadn't seen it on the consistent, but even, even Favre knew. Uh, I think Rodgers would deem it a slap in the face to come back and compete for his job. And I also remember Mike McCarthy said that, but he said that sitting at a press conference with Ted Thompson, who had already made the decision that that's not happening. There's no competition. The only competition is going to be for which freight carrier is going to take his beat-up locker down to Kill, Mississippi and, uh, and, and drop it off at Brett's house. You just knew that was, you know, that was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. Um, Dwayne says, Bill, hey, I watched the uh, the Rogers Marcus podcast. What I took from it, uh, first off, was Aubrey wants to share uh, onesies with Aaron. And in addition, to, uh, in addition I respect uh, the reasons why Aaron wanted to do this, to find the inner, pay, inner peace and direction in life in general, not just football. That being said, he still thinks – He's the king of his land, uh, wailing his sword. I wish he would have shown that last year and in the playoff games and in the recent past. I truly believe uh, he will be, be at peace with whatever he decides to do. Oh, and I'm the king of the canvas holding my uh, giant scissors. Uh, that's our buddy Dwayne from Dwayne's Cover It All. <laughs> Which, by the way, Dwayne, I got I to gotta say, uh, hopefully Amy's doing better too. Um, his girlfriend, Amy, uh, she, I guess she had something done or she had some teeth pulled or something, or wisdom teeth, or I don't know what it was, but she was all shot up at Novocaine. I said, you didn't do anything to her face while she was sleeping, did you? Because she wouldn't have felt it. 
Just checking. Uh, 877-867-1670. By the way, yes, we were talking about uh, the possibility of a free agent quarterback uh, going to Miami. Could Rodgers be traded? And the reminder is that Miami, it'd be more likely they'd pick up a guy like Derek Carr because they don't have a first-round draft choice to trade. So unless they packaged up three twos or something like that, uh, it probably wouldn't happen. Just enough way. So there you go. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. we got a lot more to get to. Hey, if you're going to be out and about this weekend or any time for that matter, the Social House, H-A-U-S, going to have all the March Madness on the big screens. they got a big uh, event planned for St. Patrick's Day. Don't forget, Sunday mornings, you want to get up, get a little breakfast, get a, a, get a mixed drink, get a Bloody Mary, and you get free pancakes at the Social House. H-A-U-S on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. That's the Social House. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Jeff, what was the final stride home that had you call Pella? When I walked into my son's room and there was frost on the hardware on the inside of the house. My wife was getting upset with the drafts coming through the doors. That was it. Putting new windows and doors in your home is a big decision. With all the options that Pella has, everybody on your staff has done a great job of making a really difficult decision super simple. And I can't wait to have them in my house. Order today and get 0% interest for 48 months. Visit PellaWI.com today. to have you back hey uh, our friends at jnl tire service uh, just uh, north of 94 out in the johnson creek area they are fantastic people very philanthropic when it comes to community service but they uh, more so they're people you can trust whether minivan your sedan oil changes brakes uh major repair or all the way up to a big rig if you've got an 18 wheeler they've got a whole it's amazing uh just up the street from where their location is they have a whole parking lot if you will of just semi-trailers that they're working on, too, in that big facility over there. So they, they handle everything. Uh, no job too big. So uh, if you want to give them a call and you want to ch- find somebody you can trust rather than just going to the dealer and paying the high prices, uh, tires, brakes, all the way up to major semi-repair, they can do it all. Go to uh, jnltire.com. They're right there off of 94, just north of 94 in the Johnson Creek area and also out in Watertown as well. And those people you can certainly trust. Again, jnltire.com. That's jnltire.com. Dot com. I uh, got more reaction, and I wanted to get into this. 877-867-1670. Phone lines are wide open, and we're kind of all over the place today. Uh, people keep coming back to the uh, the Rogers stuff. Wayne says, uh, some people look at football as a year-to-year operation, making this next season the only one worth talking about. That's okay. Others look more long-term, like the next five to ten years. With one, maybe two years left, Aaron and Jordan giving us potentially five to ten years, maybe longer, I'm in the latter. This organization has spent 103 years moving on from great players. It's time for us to do the same with Rodgers. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan says, great. He's got a chip on his shoulder and only one Super Bowl victory. No playoff wins versus his hometown team. That passed him in the draft. Brady played with a chip on his shoulder. Jordan plays with a chip. 12 is about 12, and I'm over it. Um, Yeah, but that's kind of very pull the negative and forget the positive type of thing. The team has one Super Bowl to show for it. The last couple of years, I'll agree with. But the rest of that lumping it all together, you don't know football. I'm sorry. 
But you can be a Packers fan all pissed off that Rodgers only has one. But I'd be more pissed off at Ted Thompson for not putting the right pieces in place, for trying to fit square pegs into a round hole with a craptastic defense, one in which go back to the beginning when Goody first took over and had Mostert out in San Francisco running all over them. They had no business being in that game, and he got them there. Rodgers got them there. So you want to blame him for the loss? That's dumb. It really is. You Now, you want to go against uh, the, the NFC Championship game against Tom Brady and company against Tampa Bay? Absolutely, I can go along with that. Through the picks, to had a chance to run it into the end zone or at least get it close, chose not to, force the ball to Devontae Adams in big moments? Absolutely, I'll go with that. You want to go with that bad playoff loss to San Francisco? Don't forget about the special teams. They sucked. I mean, they couldn't have sucked more if they had to suck. If there would have been a, a thing on a jumbotron that says, let's go suck it, and the Packers special teams would have come out, they couldn't have sucked anymore if they had to. Remember that. Okay? It wasn't all the offense, but yet you want to lay it at the feet of Rodgers. This past, off, this past year with the Detroit Lions, yep, yeah, had a bad offensive game, bad coaching, 100%. 100%. But I go back to the years after Ted Thompson won the Super Bowl, doing it right, doing it best available player, and then he started to get into this, I'm better than everybody else, and then you look Justin Harrell and Dayton Jones and Nick Perry, and we, you know we're going to take a, a guy that was a stand-up outside rusher and put him as a down lineman and vice versa and, and all this crap, trying to find guys that – you know, should have been second and third round guys to move them up into the first round. And it and it, it just, it was crap. It, it, I blame it more. And then having the ability to spend the money and refusing to. I mean, refusing to. I, I just, I, I never understood all that. As much as I like Ted and personally, Ted and I got along really well together. I had no clue as to why you... Come deadlines, you couldn't make a deal. You couldn't find a wide out. You couldn't, you know, there was other things, man. There was other things that you could have done. So I, 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 I didn't get that. But I'm not going to go where Ryan's going and just throwing it all at Aaron Rodgers and say, see, you suck. Because you, you, that's just not right. Um... Bruce says, regardless of what he does, we're all going to be tuned in for each and every game. Rodgers are love. Always green and gold. Let's go. Um, Logan says, you can't just – or you just can't question his honesty. I'll always have admiration and respect for Rodgers no matter what he does. Um, Kerry says, amen, it's his life and his decision to take his time. It's a hard decision when you love playing the game versus walking away from what you love. But he does have to remember there's other guys and their careers hanging in the balance as well. While Kelly says, come on already. I'm ready for some Packers greatness next season with or without him at this point. Um, boy, this is a long one. Uh, here we go. Joy says, fatigue is exacerbated by the media. I think that if you have $200 million or whatever net worth, he has that you start seeking things that could be deemed strange by the common man. If you can have anything that your heart desires, how do you find satisfaction and achievement easily? Why not explore a darkness phenomenon where uh, purportedly releases hormones and otherwise squelched and lose our normal senses, alternatives, realities? Anyone else remember William Hurt in the altered states? Why is this a big deal and not uh, an in and not interesting? Instead, Aaron didn't book the darkness retreat intending for it to produce a decision. Well, wait a minute. 
Joy, hang on, hang on. He said on McAfee he was going into the darkness and hopefully the darkness would reveal to him his decision. He said that. He said, coming out of the darkness, I'll have a decision. So he brought that up, not us. He could have said, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'll come out and let everybody know what's going on after I, you know, go through the retreat. I just want to take some time for myself. He didn't say that. He talked about finding a decision in the darkness. So don't mistake that. Uh, but he knew it was simultaneous and worthy to, uh, for his time to do it. I say he does come back and actually considers more than one year with the prospect of a rising star, wideouts and such. He's a competitor, and it could be an exciting future. Saying that, I'm interested to see what love can do. I think all it could be is a win-win situation either way for the Green Bay Packers. The Aaron haters are a puzzle to me. Really, who cares when he makes his decision? It's the gamblers who are upset. Who cares? Gamblers have nothing to do with it, Joy. The only thing you need to do as a team is, as a team, you need to move in a direction. That's it. Yes, it's his. I've said that from the beginning, his decision. But in the grand scheme of things, there is a, there's a trickle-down effect to all of this one way or the other. Players in that locker room are waiting to find out. Your general manager is waiting to find out what you're going to do. Trades, other teams, they're all waiting to find out. At some point, you know, as Brian Gutekind said the other day, at some point you got to make a decision. You know, you don't have, you do not have all the time in the world to make the decision. You have a certain amount of time to make a decision, without a doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670. David says, uh, Matthew, I guess uh, they've been going back and forth over on on the Facebook, or excuse me, on on the live stream, but said Matt LaFleur and Barry both are lacking, uh, but we're uh, stuck with them for at least uh, another year, or perhaps the team can rise above the level of coaching. I, I personally go back to when you look at the, uh, the way that season ended and a good portion of the first third of the season, or at least the first two-thirds of the season, and I think Brian Gutekind alluded to it, is, uh, yeah, they didn't, as the offense and defense, they didn't play complementary football to one another. And defensively speaking, as you hear more and more and more of Brian Gutekind distance himself from Joe Barry in the defense. As Brian Gutekind said, we have good players. We know that. We put together a pretty good team. Okay, if he believes that, then what, do you, what is he not saying? He's not saying, but the coaching was subpar. They did not put the guys in the right place at the right time to make good plays. You know, and, and we, you and I saw it. Come on, we're, we're not blind. And if anything, the one thing that I compete with every day is how intelligent Packer fans are. So, you know, while I may not know everything in the world, you certainly will pick up the slack where I leave off. That's for damn sure and vice versa. But that defense last year was subpar in a lot of different areas. And they lived for the first third to half a season of death by a thousand cuts. We saw it. You know, it's like, how how do you not put – Jair on Justin Jefferson. How do you allow guys to play 10 and 12 yards off the ball on a third and three, third and five, third and six, second and three? You know, how do you do that and just keep letting a team march down the field and then just think, well, when they get near the red zone, we'll stiffen up then. It just You're giving up points, and you're keeping the defense on the field far too long, and in addition to that, you're, you're not giving the ball back to the reigning MVP. You're not giving the ball back to an offense and allowing them to try to put points on the board themselves. That's what that defense did for a long point portion of the time last year. 
So I, I 100% agree with you. 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They say love is a universal language. Well, that's definitely true if you're talking about bacon. I mean, who doesn't love bacon? Forget the chocolates. Get the gift of bacon. It's everyone's love language. And you're going to love it that our bacon's on sale right now. With quick hot savings, we're taking bacon down to $249 at 12-ounce pack. Limit two. Savings on bacon? Whoa, that's two love languages at once. And we're multilingual like that. Quick trip. We're saving your bacon. Quick Trip still has bacon, and they've got it, and it's on special, uh, limit two, by the way, but if you're looking to do bacon wrap fillets, bacon wrap scallops, chestnuts, whatever it happens to be, or maybe it's like throwing it in a skillet for breakfast, whatever it happens to be, they got bacon. They got so much. They got bacon. They have baked goods. They have the beer cave. They have, you know, beef jerky. They've got everything at Quick Trip. Uh, but right now, they have a lot of terrific specials. And if you walk in and use your quick rewards card, you even get some discounts. You can earn yourself some discounts and relief at the pump. So, so many good things to keep an eye on at Quick Trip. Go to quicktrip.com. And if you don't have a quick rewards card, you can sign up for one. And you can also follow along and with your points and points redemption. You can follow along with uh, the, the specials that they have going on. But uh, it has been... Uh, all about bacon. Bacon, 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 bacon. That's from our friends over there at Quick Trip. 877-867-1670. Uh, Tom says, I think it's truly time to move on. When a player thinks he is owed this because of what he has done in the past, that is BS. No matter what happens, you are going to have a huge cap hit this year, and it gets worse next year. If he does decide to play this year, he should be traded and get the most you can in the form of draft pick for him now. Uh, Mike says it's time to fish or cut bait. I thank the man for all that he's done for us, but it's time to move on. A Rod uh, to the Raiders for a good defensive player and three draft choices, and David Putney on special teams. Maybe I don't think you're going to get that much. Um, this uh, from Mike who says I won the MVP. This is my life. Didn't mention the team once or show any interest in postseason success. Personal MVP titles seemed to be the only thing motivating him. At this point in his career, his ego appears to be much greater than his talent. I am ready for a change. Marlene says, leave the man alone. This is a team game, not a one-person team. He did not win alone. He did not lose alone. I don't blame him for having a chip on his shoulder. Everywhere I look, people are doing nothing but bashing him. I don't know about you, but uh, I really don't think that there is a person out there that would take a pay cut, and it matters no matter how much you make. Um... Scott says he's not going to retire the same year as Brady and company. The entire Hall of Fame ceremony is going to be about Brady, and anybody else would then be his shadow. Don't forget, J.J. Watt's going to be on that stage, too. Um, Tom says, I'm sick of reading about him, listening about him, making a decision, stay or go, but but man up and, and say something. And then Scott says, uh, trade him while there's still a demand. Otherwise, let's just shut up. Let's talk about the coaching. They kept a terrible defensive coordinator in Joe Barry. And speaking of coaching changes, uh, Scott says, do you think there will be a coaching change if the Badgers men basketball program does not make it to the NCAA tournament? Scott, no. 
Uh, I don't think there will be. Uh, there's there's not going to be a change. Rowdy, you don't think there's going to be a change out in Madison either, do you? Or do you? I'm sorry, Bill. What was that? No, it's okay. Um, every now and then I'll come to you without telling you. Uh, Scott says he thinks that uh, there should be a coaching change if the Badgers do not make uh, the NCAA tournament. And I said, I don't think there's going to be a change. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, going to be either. I think the seat's hot. If he comes in next year and they obviously don't actively use the transfer portal and this team kind of withers away and kind of stays in that bottom 10 to 14, then I think there could be a real possibility after next season. Yeah, um, yeah, I would agree with you that there would be a hot seat going into next season, uh, and you're looking for uh, that postseason, uh, you know, campaign and and or success. But I, I think this year they because they weren't picked any higher than what tenth this year. They're picked tenth, and it looks like they're going to finish tenth. Yeah, so you kind of knew what you were in for to begin with, and at least you. Now, if they would have ended up dead last in, in the Big Ten or something to that effect, well, maybe then you could say the hot the, the seat was much hotter because they underperformed. But it's pretty much what they expected. They came out – what the problem was they came out on fire. And they played some pretty good basketball. And we all went, whoa, wait a minute. This was a team that was supposed to be to be ranked really low. They, they shouldn't be this high. And then we kind of looked at them and went, oh, okay. You, you kind of get it now. You understand where they're at. Uh, a couple of games under 500, as a matter of fact. But when they started out fast and they beat Stanford, uh, I can't remember, it was South Dakota, Dayton, USC. They beat Marquette. They beat Maryland. Maryland was 13th at the time. They beat Maryland. And I can't remember who else. But they had this run at one point where they were like 9-2, and two, correct me if I'm wrong, something to that effect. And then, because the the thought was, uh, then that game came, uh, the, the cancellation of, what was it, Grambling, I think. Yeah, Grambling State. Uh, then Grambling came up, and then they lost that, or they lost out on that game, I'm sh- I'm sa- I should say. But they won a couple after that, and after that is when the losing really kind of began. So they were 9-2, and 10-2, and two, something like that, and then, then you got into Big Ten play on a consistent basis, and then you kind of didn't measure up to where some of the other Big Ten teams were. So that you understand. Um, where some of that grumbling comes about, because had that those that that initial start been more spread out, you know, win a couple, lose a couple, win a couple, lose a couple, and you're looking at this going, okay, you know, they're about where they should be, but they got off to such a fast start and an anticipated start or an unanticipated start, I should say, that it set the bar really high because you're thinking, oh man, this is going to be a top four team in the Big Ten, and now they're not. You're thinking, well, you know, you got to you know you got to blow out the coach. I don't think so. I think they got off to a fast start. Uh, teams adjusted, they adjusted, they had some injuries to go along with it. Tyler Wall went down uh, mid-portion of the season, and they are what they are. And I think next year they'll, you know, like you said, the seat will be hot, but at least um, the, the expectation will probably be better and higher. Uh, but uh, And with everybody coming back, I like the fact that a lot of these guys are getting playing time now. They go like 12 deep, for God's sakes. It seems like everybody's getting some playing time, and so they should be back and better and more experienced and such coming next year. But uh, but I don't think uh, anything's going to change this season, regardless. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hey, our friends at Kemp's, I want to remind you that uh, right here in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, jobs are available. They're looking for CDL drivers, other uh, production people, some maintenance technicians, $23 an hour plus. They're talking 401K, they're talking bonuses, sign-on bonuses, all that stuff, but they need good people. So go to Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. They've been producing terrific uh, dairy products uh, here in the state of Wisconsin for a long time. Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, 
Kemps.com. Click on careers at the bottom of the page. Fill it out, and they are hiring. They are calling people back almost immediately. So, again, go to Kemps, K-E-M-P-S, Kemps.com. Click on careers at the bottom of the page and uh, shoot over your resume. They're looking for really, really good people. More of the Bill Michael Show now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. One of the worst things that you can hear, you have cancer. The worst is when you hear the words, your child has cancer. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, it changes their world. Sometimes they can't even do things that they really love, like playing soccer, riding a bike, going to prom, attending school. Children with cancer spend a lot of time away from others, time in the hospital, treatments, tired, nauseous, and they feel isolated. That's where Special Spaces Wisconsin steps in. They provide these children with a special space where they can not only sleep, but they can play, they can heal, they can spend time away from the challenges of their illness. It's a customized bedroom designed just for them. How about a princess castle or a pirate ship or a sports-themed bedroom? They transform that child's existing bedroom into a place that only he or she can imagine, a place for them just to be a kid. This effort is done with teams of dedicated volunteers and sponsors, just like our friends from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and all the community partners. If you'd like to find out more or to donate, go to specialspaces.org. That is specialspaces.org. Welcome back. Continuing on. Bill Michaels Show. On this Thursday. Good to have you. Uh, This was from James. James says, uh, can't wait for March Madness to get here. I think the Badgers climb into the tournament. We have something to cheer about. I'm just hoping that UWM makes it as well. Yeah, UWM, um, first of all, kudos to Marquette because Marquette, they have uh, they've won the big uh, the Big East outright, so that's fantastic for them. But uh, UWM, when it comes to the Horizon League, the only way they're going to get in is if they end up winning the Horizon League tournament. So and we, and we know that. I mean, that's kind of a tough road to go, but that's the way they're going to get in. I, I don't see uh, any other way. I mean, they ended up with a fourteen and six season, one game back of Youngstown State. 20 and 10 overall. Fantastic year. What a turnaround. What an incredible turnaround for them. Uh, the disappointing thing is that Green Bay is uh, sitting at 2 and 18, 3 and 29 on the season. Oof. 3 and 29. But, uh, but yeah, the Panthers, they now have Wright State in uh, the first round so, of their tournament. So the Wright State Raiders. Uh, Wright State out of uh, out of Ohio near near Dayton, Ohio. They have Wright State in that first one, but hopefully they can get a couple of wins and get themselves uh, to that Horizon League tournament. And if you win the tournament, you're in. You punch your ticket. And it would be great if you could get Marquette, who's obviously in, and then uh, UWM to win the tournament, and then the Badgers get a few wins. Big one coming up tonight for the Badgers. Badgers uh, at home taking on Purdue. Purdue comes in as a powerhouse in the Big Ten. We know that. Uh, they've, they've, they've dropped a little bit in the sense that uh, they get knocked off twice by the in-state rival Indiana Hoosiers. And uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the Purdue Boilermakers ranked fifth in the country. But uh, they come in off that loss, to, their second loss to Indiana. And really right now, I mean, 
they're what four and two in the last six games. They've shown some fallibility, and they have fallen. So uh, maybe maybe Wisconsin's getting them at the right time. Boy, if Wisconsin could knock them off tonight, and by the way, that's eight o'clock, and it's on uh, FS1 this evening. But if Wisconsin could knock them off, man, that would be a huge feather in their cap in uh, solidifying themselves off of that bubble and putting themselves into the NCAA tournament. Now, obviously, you want to beat uh, you, know, you want to beat. Um, uh, you want to win your next one after that, which is, uh, um, I believe it's Minnesota. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right, Ben? Or uh, right, uh, Rowdy? It's it's Minnesota after that? They got Minnesota in Minnesota the last game of the season? The regular yep, season? You got Purdue tonight and then Minnesota on Sunday. There you go. Right, so uh, they got Minnesota coming up on Sunday. Again, I believe that's an FS1 t- game, too. Uh, so they've got that. And then after that, you figure out where you're going to fall in the tournament. But if they could win tonight, beat Minnesota, then, uh, boy, oh, boy, you'd be uh, – You'd be really sitting in a in prime season. You've already beaten Minnesota. You beat them at the Kohl Center earlier this year. It was really early this year, but real earlier this year before you uh, went on that losing streak. So if they can win the last two, which knock on wood, I guess, is the best way to put it. But if they can win the last two and get a couple of wins in the NCAA or in the uh, Big Ten tournament, then they're in. I would assume they're in. And anything once you get to the tournament, man, all you got to do is start hitting the zone. And we've seen teams go on runs before. And even if they don't end up winning it, just just something to something to build on you know would be fantastic so but it'd be great to have all three teams in the region in the state get themselves into the tournament so because you're never going to have four you're never going to have green bay and milwaukee unless they you know both end up with say 23 wins on the season and one or two losses and they split between them and then it comes down to those two teams in the horizon league tournament or something like that and it's a buzzer beater, and maybe maybe you get both of them in at that point if you're you know talking about bracketology and bubble watch, but uh, and and their RPIs are high or something like that. But um, you're all you can have the shot at three, but you're very rarely going to get four. That's for sure. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You can find us. You can email the program as well. Many of you have, and I want to get to that. Uh, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Our buddy Steve, by the way, says, uh, just a quick thought on the Bucks. How good it was it last night to watch the Bucks drain 26 three-pointers. They're playing fantastic basketball right now, and I hope they stay healthy, and this carries the momentum into the playoffs. As far as the Packers are concerned, I've seen reports that Jalen Carter could slip to 17 and be taken by the Steelers if he is available at 15. Would you roll the dice on him for the Green Bay Packers? Think of the potential D-line. Kenny Clark, Jalen Carter, and Devontae Wyatt. Your thoughts? Ooh. Wow. If the Packers are not big on taking guys with character issues, okay? Um, boy, that's a great question. If Jalen Carter were to fall, you would have to see, you would have to say why because if if put it this way, Jalen Carter, if he falls, it's because of the legal issues. If the legal issues are not resolved and he has a legitimate shot at going – now, you're going to know by the time the NFL draft rolls around. If he has a legitimate shot at going to jail, if there's going to be prison time involved because of all of this, then no, you're not taking a shot. You're not going to roll the dice on that guy. It's just not going to happen. But if you believe that this whole thing could be cleared up with – and again, people died. We're not talking about you know a guy that you know smoked pot at a party or something like that. We're talking about a guy that got involved in something very, very stupid and people died. So – if you believe that he is going to be exonerated in some way, shape, or form, 
and you kind of look into his eyes and this dude is unbelievably remorseful and such and maybe you know he's going to do some probation and community services maybe you take that chance you give a guy an opportunity you know uh look at what Cincinnati did years ago with Joe Mixon and Joe Mixon for the most part has been a pretty pretty stand up guy i think he got into a little bit of trouble recently though if i'm not mistaken but there have been guys that have, have been given second chances before and it's paid off so um so I, you re- I, I don't know. I don't know what his character is. I couldn't tell you. But they're going to have to do a lot of due diligence looking, looking into that. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Steve, uh, appreciate the uh, appreciate the email, man. Um, let's see here. We got to this one uh, from our buddy John listening to us in Howard. How do I have this uh, correct that the cap hit is the same whether Rodgers uh, retires or is traded? Uh, that's if he is traded before June 1st. So if he retires, the only difference is – they would not get any draft pick. It, if he retires, you don't get draft picks, right? exactly, because you can't trade them. Uh, if he retires uh, or if he gets traded after June 1st, there's the ability to split the, the cap hit in two different years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, the you know, there's the uh, – you know, there's the roster bonus that was prorated. There's money that's been pushed back. That he still gets, um, you know, he doesn't get the the guaranteed, fully guaranteed money. But there is there is money that's been pushed back from other contracts uh, in the past that they've pushed down the road. So he still gets paid on that, and they've moved money around, and it, it's very complicated. But uh, the, the easiest way to explain it is if he's traded before, then you owe him the money, and you gotta that you'll take that cap hit. If he's traded after June first, you can split that up over a couple of years. But nobody's going to give you a draft choice for the draft now in a trade that's going to involve Rodgers after June 1st, if you know what I mean. So, anyway, long story short, it's it's going to be interesting. 877-867, but put it this way, he's playing and he's not walking away from the money. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned! Two hours down, two hours yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. <laughs> 